Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. EXO Auto Works is Colorado Springs' home of the $40 synthetic blend oil change. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products, so you should click the link below and use the code TLANE15, that's TLANE15, for 15% off your order. The Toolbar, our new line of handmade soap produced in partnership with Crafts by Carolyn Lane, available on Etsy. This soap packs a punch of manly scent, like oak and fig, fresh-cut lumber, cedar, and more masculine fragrances being developed all the time. With a soft touch of natural oils to cleanse and moisturize, use the link below to buy the toolbar now. Once you try it, you'll never want to wash with anything else. From EXO Auto Works. Streaming all over the world. It's your weekly dose of toxic masculinity. With Eric Madrid and Trevor Lane. It's mad. Hello, everybody. Oh, goodness. It is man tools. Uh, I am Trevor Lane, and uh, sitting across from me is uh, Cutout Eric, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as usual, when this happens, it's because work comes first. So this time, this time it was not, uh, as was last time, the the uh, which is the rarity. Um, <clears throat> it was not because Eric just forgot that it was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh big doug is in the chat hello um of course wherever you're watching us feel free to uh you know all these live streaming platforms have a chat and um we have a thing that supposedly consolidates those uh so that we can see them so hopefully uh if you if you chat at us we'll uh respond uh or i guess tonight i will respond um we got a great show for you. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and a safe um, Friday of color. African-American Friday. I'm not sure what the PC term is anymore. So, um, <clears throat> but welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you and um, we're going to just get into it. No, uh, I didn't have anything terribly significant happen this week. Um, of course, thanks. We had Thanksgiving. I guess this is the one, the one thing my, uh, my brother was up from, um, Tennessee, uh, no, Arkansas. That's right. Arkansas. I keep wanting to say that he lives in Tennessee. He does not. He lives in Arkansas. There is apparently a difference. 
And uh, so that was nice. Nice to see him um, hang out with the fam and, uh, you know, eat some good food and have some good company. Um, so that was that was pleasant. And uh, I hope everyone else had a pleasant Thanksgiving as well. We're going to slide right into stuff and get into some news. So uh, we're just going to make it a banger right off the bat. Here we go. All right, up first, first story of the evening. Uh, this comes from Scotland, where uh, I thought they kind of already did this. Uh, primary school is asking boys and girls to wear squirts, skirts, squirts, to wear skirts for equality. You see, I jammed together skirt and the QU from equality. Uh, <laughs> children are showing their support for the wear a skirt to school day after a boy in Spain was expelled for wearing one. Children in the P6, I'm assuming that's something equivalent to the sixth grade, class came up with the idea. Uh, a primary school asked both boys and girls to wear a skirt to school in a bid to promote equality. Children at Castleview Primary School, Edinburgh, are showing their support for the wear a skirt to school day after a boy in Spain was expelled for wearing a skirt. Pupils in the P6 class came up with the idea, which saw children and teachers wear skirts on Thursday in support of equality and to help teach tolerance and respect. However, the move sparked controversy with some locals claiming it has nothing to do with education. I would tend to agree with that bit. It doesn't have anything to do with education. Um, I don't know the situation of the school in Spain that kicked the boy out, but if they have some kind of a dress code that says boys wear pants, I don't know what to tell you. Um especially in this day and age where you can just go, I identify as a girl. <laughs> I don't know if Spain has gotten on board with that. Maybe that's uh maybe that's, you know, but, uh, I guess people in the area went on social media, one user saying, ah, good. The school has finally been outed. Castleview shame on you. It's bad enough that this rubbish is being pushed at higher levels, but primary school? Um, yep, I don't know. Another parent hit back with, my children attend this wonderful school. They are not screwed up. Well, I don't, I don't know how screwed up or not screwed up your kids might be, but uh, uh, whatever happened to just being kids. That's what I want to know. And along with that, whatever happened to, uh, I mean, I mean, part of that too is there are rules at school and you have to follow them. <laughs> if the rule is boys don't wear skirts, you can't wear a skirt. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the dumb rules that you have to follow only get worse. So, <laughs> You're not really preparing kids for the future by, uh, you know, going along with their, I don't want to follow any, follow any rules nonsense. That's my curmudgeonly old man take. 
Um, and this is coming from someone who, uh, on a day-to-day basis, has to put up with policies that, it, at my job, that I, you know, they make my head spin sometimes with the uh, stupidity. And uh, it's like, well, if if I want to feed my family, I got to go along. So sometimes that's what you have to do. There's a, as my old man used to say, there's a time and a place for everything. And uh, I don't know if that's the time and place for, you know, if your school doesn't allow skirts, that's not the time or the place to wear skirts. <laughs> so uh, I can kind of appreciate the sentiment, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know. I tend to think if you're going to do something like this, it should be uh, somehow outside of school. That also makes it more visible. Like if you do uh, some kind of, I don't know, uh, we're all going to walk out and change into skirts. I don't know. It's all silly. Just, you know, I, I think schools need to focus more on getting children truly educated and get a bit away from all of this uh, social justice nonsense that they uh, they seem to prioritize over, you know, the old uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic that we used to do. Yeah, Doug says maybe he was wearing a kilt. Well, the kid in Spain I don't think was wearing a kilt. Um, however, the school in Scotland, I'm surprised they're not all wearing skirts. I'm surprised a kilt is not the boys' uniform. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can see that definitely wouldn't be a problem with the uh, with the school in Scotland. I wouldn't think. Uh, they probably have a school tartan, as they uh, as they call those plaid patterns, and uh, I would imagine wearing the uh, the school tartan to school would be just fine. But I don't know. Um, some more gender bending uh, news. This comes out of the University of Pennsylvania, uh, <clears throat> which I get it's it's not Penn State because they just call it Penn, right? I'm not big into college or college sports, but um, a Penn swimmer who competed as a male for three seasons is now dominating as a woman in a headline that surprises nobody especially those of us at man tools who have been talking about this for quite a while. Again, we're going to, I guess, beat this dead horse some more, uh, university of Pennsylvania. And I love that they put in quotes, women swimmer named Leah Thomas, who used to go by will as a member of the men's swimming team is smashing records and has many wondering if Olympic superstars, Katie Ledecky will soon be losing races to a transgender competitor. Uh, that's definitely quite possible. Um, this past year when the Olympics happened, we kind of talked about this. Um, I forget her name. There's an Aussie weightlifter, Hubbard, Laurel Hubbard, uh, who had a very lackluster performance after everyone went, oh my God, she's just going to lay waste to all these weightlifting girls. Um, and I tend to think she either decided on her own or handlers got to her and said, maybe don't do so well. That way we can continue to say uh, biological sex doesn't make a difference. 
because every other time she competed uh platform finish every time uh same thing apparently with this young person uh i you know we've said it before our opinion uh, I can, I'm sure I can speak for Eric on this because he said the same thing. Our opinion is that uh, we're all for equality, but this isn't it. Um, I don't know what the solution is. You know, some people say that that uh, <clears throat> having the sports divided up by biological sex is somehow unfair. I don't know. Um, maybe you don't divide them up by sex or gender at all. It's just, hey, you're a swimmer. Uh, in the case of you know some of these sports, maybe weight class comes into it, and that's it. Can't get much more fair than that. It's just whoever's the best is the best. I'd be down for that, especially with uh, with some of these combat sports is kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, and. So anyways, yeah, more, more gender nonsense from academia. Again, maybe focus more on education and in this case, athletics than, you know, social justicing. Oh, for those that are curious, here's a picture of the young lad. <laughs> oh, I love this quote. Being trans has not affected my ability to do the sport. Of course not. The People that transition from male to female never have an issue with that. Ever. They consistently just lay waste to these girls that they're competing against. So, of course, it hasn't been a fucking issue for your ability. If anything, you have a huge advantage. Um, they go on to say... Uh, being able to continue is very rewarding. And I'm just going to take a guess that when uh, he was competing as a man, he probably wasn't doing that great. He was probably mediocre. Uh, becoming a woman meant that, uh, you know, now he's a winner and can, I don't know what kind of scholarship he might have had beforehand, but now, you know, maybe that's expanded like from a partial to a full ride. Because he's now the star of the swimming team, the ladies' swimming team. Uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Stop it! Stop it! Either get rid of the get rid of the uh, the sex and gender classifications in sports, or it needs to be biological sex that it's based on instead of gender identity. Um. Yep. I'm very curmudgeonly tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. This story is big. So, um, of course, everyone knows about the Alec Baldwin um, movie set shooting. Alec Baldwin is apparently doing an interview with uh, ABC News's uh, George Stephanopoulos coming up. I'm not sure when that's going to come out, but are there, there's a little trailer now that we'll take a look at here in a second. Um. The big quote from this, though, that's interesting. Well, I'll play it, and and then we'll talk about what he says and uh, how some of it might be true, how some of it might be a lie, and what's what. 
You've described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. That's where I want to pause it. Never pulled the trigger. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? So I'm going to stop it there. So first off, I want to preface this with, um, obviously Alec Baldwin is an actor. He's very good at acting. So it's hard to separate what could be complete bullshit from what's truth. Anytime he talks about this, because his job is literally to convince an audience of the truth of whatever he's saying. Um, or at least that he believes everything that he's saying. Um, <clears throat> so option a is that he's completely full of shit and he did pull that trigger, which is quite possible. It's hard telling option B. And I, I, I immediately disregarded option B out of hand, but then, um, I saw another video talk about this and I was like, okay, option B is that he is telling the truth and here's how that could have happened, how he could have fired a shot without pulling the trigger. The, uh, the movie that they're doing rust is apparently like a Western that time period. And the gun is a time, a, a gun that would fit into that time period. So it's a single action revolver, which means that you must cock it, the hammer back and then pull the trigger for each shot. Also going back to that time period, the hammer and the firing pin on those old guns were the same. So if this gun, even though it may have been made in the modern era, if it's true to the time period that it's supposed to represent could be constructed in this way. Now, modern single action revolvers have a separate firing pin. Um, <clears throat> and the hammer actually strikes that pin on the inside, which then strikes the bullet. Um, so there are some other kind of safety measures in play with modern single action revolvers that were not in play with, um, the ones from the era that this movie represents. So assuming that the firing pin is part of the hammer, um, and that the, uh, modern safety advancements, other ones there, there's also, uh, some of these single action revolvers have kind of like a wall that comes up until the hammer is cocked completely back and then it gets out of the way. Um, <clears throat> so assuming that it, that it's true to the time period, what could have happened because the reports are that he was practicing this like across the body quick draw. And when you quick draw one of these single action revolvers, the reason that it's quick is that as you draw, you cock the hammer back. So he may not have been touching the trigger. He may have been just practicing the draw and cock. <clears throat> and if in that motion, the hammer slipped from his thumb, that would have fired a shot. So I'm not prepared to like give Alec Baldwin the fucking uh, benefit of the doubt because this whole thing has just been, um, you've heard of a comedy of errors. Well, this has been a tragedy of errors. Um, 
<clears throat> clearly their safety process on this uh, on this film was a complete shit show. The fact that any kind of live ammunition like that was around shouldn't have been happening. Uh, you know, the reports are that they were like target shooting with some of these guns on their off time. That is not what should be happening. Um, if they were going to go target shooting, it should be completely separate from the movie set. None of the guns or ammunition involved with the target shooting should ever be anywhere near the guns and ammunition that are involved with the movie. Uh, <clears throat> and then finally, you know, things should be checked. Uh, that gun should have been checked at least two or three times before it got into his hands, and then he should have checked it. So all I'm giving the benefit of the doubt about is he could be telling the truth that his finger was not on the trigger. Um, yeah, as Doug says, this feels like spin doctoring. Yeah, it totally is. Um, what's really strange, um, apparently he has no fear of this going to court because he would not, his lawyers would not be allowing him to do an interview if they thought that was even in the realm of possibility. Um, at the very least, this is some kind of negligence. Um, and someone lost their life, which makes it a criminal negligence situation. So, you know, so the, the idea that he hasn't been charged with anything just blows my mind. I mean, fucking Rittenhouse <clears throat> was charged within 24 hours while at the same time, within 24 hours, there was video that clearly showed that he was defending himself. Um, and they still said that while well, the process has to go forward, uh, I don't understand why that's not happening with this. I mean, he killed someone with a firearm. That's all there is to it. Um, even if it was an accident, it was an accident due to negligence. So uh, someone should be held accountable. Someone should go to prison. Um, and I think that someone is Alec Baldwin. Um, the gun was in his hand and he's ultimately responsible for everything that happens on that movie set. Cause he's like the big muckety muck fronting the money for it. He's like the, the, uh, what do they call it? Executive producer or whatever. It's his set. So, <clears throat> very sad, very tragic. Uh, of course, to the complete opposite side is the potential. Uh, he may have wanted this person dead and it may have been done on purpose. This may have been a way for him to do it. There's a big conspiracy that like, I guess the lady that he shot, uh, the one who died, her husband is a lawyer that had something to do with the Clintons. <laughs> I, I'm not going that far to say that it was done on purpose. Uh, and particularly not, you know, to eliminate an enemy of the Clintons. I think something more in that vein that, that that's a little more believable is possibly there was an inappropriate relationship between Mr. Baldwin and his uh, cinematographer there. And um, yeah, he, someone wanted to end it and someone else didn't something like that. Who knows? Um, but regardless of, fingers on the trigger he held a firearm that killed someone <laughs> and i don't mean to laugh but every time i say it and just imagine that no one's even being charged with a crime here it just boggles my mind i just don't you know there's no way if he was anyone else that he would not be facing some kind of criminal charges um and the again the fact that he's giving this interview um 
demonstrates that that must not even be in the realm of possibility because his lawyers would never allow him to to talk about it if it was. So I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, up th- this one. Ooh, this very easily could have gone into one of our. Uh, <coughs> I don't know tools of the week or pissing me off. This is an ad. For the Norwegian Postal Service, which I don't get why they would need to advertise. Um, I mean, they're the much like here, as far as I know, it's a state postal service. Um, I guess maybe they have to compete with like UPS and stuff like that, like the postal service here does to a certain extent. But they're going all out on some Christmas advertising, and it's uh, the wokest Christmas advertising you'll ever see. So let's check this out. Oh, by the, the name of this ad is when Harry met, met Santa. I'm playing the short version. I have no idea what they're saying. But apparently Harry is very fond of Mr. Claus. Vi fick tak i lite assistans i år, så jag kan vara sammen med dig. Again, I don't know what that says. And, yep. Why? Why? <laughs> Why does this have to permeate fucking everything? Everything. Another funny thing that I saw that has to do with advertising, and it cracked me up. It was a meme where there's like a, a, a headstone <laughs> and it says the name on the headstone is um, something like straight white couples in commercials. <laughs> and it says like 1950 to 2015 or something like that. <laughs> Cause you'd never see that anymore. You never see just a plain up oh, white mom and dad with some kids ever. It's always, if, if they are, white it's always uh it's always got to be some you know gay or gender bending nonsense in there um it's just it's very strange and and what's really strange is i think the the advertising industry believes that they're like uh reflecting the population but if you just went on like a percentage basis and compared the the family dynamics and the social dynamics that are portrayed in these ads to real life no no they're representing like very slim tiny minorities of society and making it seem like this is just everywhere and it's not it's not we're not all gay we're not all uh you know trans um i've said before if aliens just had our tv signals to go off of and then came here they would expect everyone to be um, some kind of minorities and like gay trans people because that's what they would get inundated with from the advertising. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, you guys are going extinct (laughs) because you don't engage in biological reproductive sex anymore. (laughs) And what the fuck does this have to do with sending packages? Like, I mean, I don't know, an ad for the for a postal service seems like even if I don't speak the language, I should go, oh, they're saying they'll get your package on time. Cool. <laughs> and 
I don't even quite get that. I mean, the, the mail lady shows up with the pile of packages. I guess that's the, we did a good job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is the thing that they did such a good job that Santa can afford to hang out and have gay sex with this fella um, instead of working so hard on Christmas? <sighs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think most people get it. Even in Norway, I think they, they got to be watching this and going, what? Um. All right, that's it for the news. We're gonna get into some cool stuff now, which I think is needed. Uh, after that, a little palate cleanser. <laughs> All right, this is a product that is, uh, as with anything that we feature on the cool stuff segment, very cool. Uh, <clears throat> this has to do with uh, marksmanship, and it's from a, uh, the product is called the Strike Man Firearms Trainer. This is neat. This, uh, this is especially helpful if you don't have like a membership at a gun club or something so that you can practice without uh, hurting anybody or potentially hurting anybody you can practice nice and safely uh so check this out so it's a laser training system uh it has a basically dummy cartridge that produces a laser um basically you pull the trigger and it 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 lasers <laughs> you know So there's an, like a target attachment that pairs up with your phone and it's only 80 bucks. There's a target attachment. And then, um, I imagine you have to get, uh, you know, the correct caliber for your firearms. So I imagine they have, you know, nine millimeter, three eighty, uh, I don't know, 22 long, maybe, uh, you know, the, the typical, uh, rifle and pistol cartridges, I imagine. Um, <clears throat> and you load that into your gun use the uh the included target there and then uh the the app on the phone you can track like if you're improving or something's happening or uh you know it looks like it may even have the intelligence to to go uh you're jerking the trigger a lot when you're practicing or uh you know it seems like you're taking a breath when you shouldn't be um so this is pretty neat i might see about getting one of these myself uh, especially at that price, 80 bucks isn't a bad price for something like this. I've seen other similar products that are a lot more expensive. Um, and of course, you know what else is very cool? Um, I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this. Uh, EXO Auto Works is always very cool. As always, Man Tools is brought to you by our friends at EXO Auto Works which is Colorado Springs home of the $40 synthetic blend oil change, as you can see up there. And even for full synthetic, it's 75 bucks, which is not bad at all. It's a very good, good price. Um, <clears throat> and EXO knows that finding the problem is the first step to getting your car right, which is why they offer diagnostics 
And they also do fleet services, fluid services, repair services, and so much more. They work on all makes and models, including high mileage cars, and they offer a 24,000 mile, two-year nationwide warranty. So call EXO at 719-375-3232 or go online to this great-looking website they have uh, <clears throat> at exoautoworks.com and book your appointment right away. Thanks, EXO. Uh, and this brings us to some sports, which we actually have uh, a sport, I guess you'd call it. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get into some sports. Alrighty. Sorry, I was checking out the chat, making sure I didn't miss anything. Um, <clears throat> this, I don't even know what this is called. It's some kind of rally race involving these little like three-wheel cars that you see all over the place in kind of third world countries, you know, India and the like, uh, which I think this might be where this is taking place. Uh, but check this out. So it looks like they've got, what, two or three people in each one? Holy smokes. <laughs> and the uh, the wingmen's jobs, the, the uh, people riding shotgun, apparently a big part of their job is keeping these things from falling over. Because <laughs> the, uh, the whole three-wheel thing means that they do not balance well. Uh, yeah, so that that I thought was very cool. Uh, Eric sent that in, but uh, I thought that was super neat for sports. Uh, I'm glad we had something for sports this week because we ha we haven't covered much much in the sports world in a while. Um, <laughs> so check that out. I don't even know what it's called. It doesn't say in the video. Some kind of three wheel car rally racing. Um, but. Uh, this brings us to the week in his story, uh, so we'll uh, we'll dive into that and uh, get learnt. All right, so this week in his story, well, we start off with uh, December 2nd, 1804. Napoleon Bonaparte uh, has himself crowned Emperor of France at the Notre Dame Cathedral. Now, this is a hint that your people's revolution hasn't really gone so well. <laughs> at the end of it, you trade a king for an emperor. 
just saying. Uh, um, let's see, December 3rd, uh, 1992. A test engineer for, I don't know how to pronounce this, SEMA or SEMA group, S-E-M-A, uh, sent the world's first text message using a personal computer and the Vodafone network. And uh, as the screen there says, the, the text apparently said, Merry Christmas. That's pretty rad. Of course, I mean, everybody texts all the time. I didn't, A lot of this stuff, when we get into some of this technology stuff, I don't realize how long it's been around. Like, um, I'm always surprised I was born in 1979 and one of those, uh, you ever see those cards that are like fun facts about your birth year. One of the ones from 79 is that that's when CDs, uh, I guess first hit public consumption and maybe it's just cause I grew up a little on the poor side. I don't know. We, we never had a CD player until I was like in my teens. Uh, I don't know. I, I was that kid that I had the, uh, the, uh, you know, we had the tape decks forever. I think we even had the Discman with the tape adapter. That was probably the first CD player that we had that you could play on like a big stereo. And the way we did it was with the tape adapter. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see up next December 4th, 771 uh, AD with the death of his brother, Carloman Charlemagne, which I, I prefer the Germanic pronunciation of his name, Carl Magnus just sounds fucking badass. And the French completely, like neuters it Charlemagne um, becomes the sole ruler of the Frankish empire. In fact, the French, uh, their name for Germany is basically just the land of Charlemagne. If you, if you ever see a French map that shows Germany, it's like de la Man, <laughs> de la main, the, the place that Charlemagne came from, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> Let's see, December 5th, 1955, a bus boycott begins under the leadership of Martin Luther King Jr. in Montgomery, Alabama. This is, of course, uh, following um, Rosa Parks uh, disobeying the segregation of the buses. Um, And there you can see uh, Dr. King with, um, I forget this guy's name. He's another uh, preacher, reverend guy that was part of the civil rights movement, obviously a white guy. Um, And he participated in we're going to sit wherever the fuck we want <laughs> on the bus kind of a thing. So, um, <clears throat> let's see, December 6th, 1973, uh, the house of representatives confirms Gerald Ford as the vice president of the United States, uh, with a vote of three eighty seven to 35. Um, which I'm, I thought the Senate confirmed cabinet positions, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they both have to. I don't remember. Um, this is interesting though, because most people don't think of the vice president having to be confirmed by Congress. Um, but they do when they were not part of the election ticket, which is the case with Gerald Ford. Um, Nixon had 
was it Mondale was his actual his running mate for the election. And then uh, after Nixon got in office, um, I think maybe he had a couple. I don't remember, but Nixon obviously at least once fired the vice president, appointed someone else, and then of course they had to be confirmed by Congress. Um, and that that guy was Gerald Ford. That's how he came into the vice presidency, and then he became president because uh, <clears throat> Nixon was, well, Nixon was facing being removed from office and decided to resign. So, um, <clears throat> and then Ford. Ford was an interesting character because he he didn't have enough political clout to to even once he was president to then run and gain the presidency on his own. He did like a basically a partial term um, after coming into office, if I'm not mistaken. He was even primaried, which is very rare for a sitting president. Uh, Ronald Reagan challenged him in the Republican primary. Uh, Reagan did not win the nomination, but um, the fact that he even challenged a, a sitting president showed what a weak political position that uh, that Ford was in at the time. So, um, let's see, December 7th, of course, this week we'll always talk about this, a day that will live in infamy. Uh, 1941, Japanese planes raid Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, in a surprise attack. Well, depends on who you talk to, whether it was a surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is there is some evidence that uh, military and, well, and civilian political leadership really wanted to get involved in this war somehow and uh, may have looked the other way on some reports about... Uh, potential for Japanese attack and saw saw such an attack as a way to get into the war. Um, I don't know if there's hard evidence to that, but uh, it certainly is possible, especially when you're talking about the government. Uh, And finally, well, shit, just says December 8th. Let's see what it is. Oh, yeah, December 8th. uh, I believe this is 1991. Uh, The nations that made up the former Soviet Union um, basically sign a treaty that dissolves the Soviet Union and makes them all independent countries again. Um, although they form some kind of coalition, but the uh, the Union of so- Soviet Socialist Republics ceased to exist. And that has been the week in his history, uh, which also brings us to the end of our show. We should, uh, if we wouldn't get hit for copyright, we'd play the uh, like the uh, Incredible Hulk, the super sad ending music. Maybe I can find uh, something that sounds similar to that that doesn't cost an arm and a leg to license. (laughs) That would be kind of fun. Uh, Anyways, uh, of course. Oh, real quick, I want to do a plug. We actually have a plug. This Saturday, I'm plugging for Eric, even though he's not here. I hope he appreciates this. This Saturday at 8 p.m., Eric's band Facing Forward will be playing the grand opening or reopening, I'm sorry, of the Westside Barrel House. Uh, get more information on that at the uh, Facing Forward uh, Facebook page, which is Facing Forward Rocks on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> come out to the show. It should be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> and uh, let's see. We, of course, would like to thank our sponsors, EXO Autoworks and Enharmonic Studios. We'd like to thank you for watching and or listening and of course you can find us on the web at mantoolsmedia.com 
You can get to all of our social media at linktree slash mantoolsmedia. Uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel there at the top of the page. Buy some Man Tools merch, including our uh, new Thug Thinkers and Ugly Christmas Sweater designs. Um, there's a new Thug Thinker design featuring uh, Ludwig, Ludwig von Mises, uh, <clears throat> where he, uh, the quote I put on there is uh, something along the lines where he says that uh, socialism is an alternative to capitalism in the same way that cyanide is an alternative to water. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a thug thinker mr mises um <clears throat> oh and on um if you go to our merch uh shop at at teespring on the link tree it's just called i think it says merch or shop for merch something like that um we have a uh, a holiday uh discount code if you put in the code xmas a xmas two one meaning Christmas 2021, uh, you'll get free shipping on anything that you order now through the end of the year. That's our little Christmas deal. Um, and of course, uh, on Linktree as well, you can get to the Toolbar Soap from Crafts by Carolyn Lane, which is available through Etsy. Use the support on Locals link to get members-only content like the uh, series that we've started and will continue um, hopefully next week if Eric's around. Um which is our exploration of the Jefferson Bible. Um, but on locals, it's only three bucks a month. And now through the end of the year, um, you can get a month free using that code XMAS21. And of course, like us, subscribe to us, share the show, rate and review on whatever platform you enjoy us. And uh, we will be back next week. Good night, everybody. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.